0: Hey, thanks for joining me for the second episode of this Remy Trails mini series where I'm talking about my journey in my attempt to break out of poverty. So, just to kind of recap a little bit, we talked a little bit about my past and my childhood and the struggles that my parents faced from like a 30,000 foot overview, right? Because my goal for these episodes is to keep them pretty short, keep them, you know, under 15 minutes if possible, um, so that you can listen to them real quick in, in a short commute or or just uh, it's it's my intention <laughs> I'm explaining my intention because I could really go into some serious detail on these but I'm doing my best to condense the information for you so that I can share the most possible in the shortest amount of time so we, we naturally, and, and I also wanted to share with you that I attempted to record this probably three or four times already before this recording, and I've had to scrap and delete it every time because every time I start to get into this part of it, I, I get in my own way, and it, it becomes hard to be real and honest and raw about, about this stuff because there's some things that I still feel very self-conscious about, and I am not far enough removed from to not feel uncomfortable and, uh, about sharing them. But that's part of the reason why I want to share them because I feel uncomfortable with it. And I think that it's an extremely important aspect of this because if I'm sharing with you the things that make me uncomfortable, I would bet that you are experiencing or have experienced some of these same things in your past. So let's, let's talk about this together. Let's deal with this together. So at this point in this story, in my journey, I am 19 years old and I'm about to have my first child. So I I had a plan. I went to college. I was going to go for two years and I was going to take what I learned and then go apply at a liberal arts school for another two years or so to end up with a bachelor's in the arts of some sort so that I could get a degree in acting because acting was what I really wanted to do. And when it turns out that college wasn't for me which I think more and more of people in my generation are coming to learn it's not for them. When I realized that college wasn't for me, I then proceeded to come up with a plan where I would work a dead-end job and then use the money from that job to buy a beater car, fill the gas tank, and start to head out west. And when I ran out of gas, I was going to get another job washing dishes or something somewhere to save enough money to put in the gas tank and continue going west with the intention of running out of gas wherever I was, going to the nearest town and being there for a couple of months until I was ready to hit the road again. And um, and that's what I was gonna do. And then I met a girl and, and that girl became pregnant with my child. And so that changed my plans. Now I have to tell you, <laughs> not that this is necessarily relevant to my journey, but this is a story that, I think is worth telling. Uh, She did, we, we hadn't been seeing each other that long. And with our spiritual beliefs, abortion wasn't really an option for us. So she sat me down and she said that she believed in me and that I had these big dreams that she thinks that I'm capable of achieving. And she offered to let me go and tell people that she didn't know who the father of the baby was. And she would raise the child on her own so that she wasn't obligating me to stay so that she wasn't tying me down and i've always admired that she was willing to offer that to me i i I didn't take it i didn't even consider it for a moment but that kind of selflessness is something that i've rarely ever encountered and she may not have been capable of grasping the enormity of the consequences of what she was saying at that time, being a 21-year-old. And I'm very glad that I didn't make that decision. But I really wanted to share with you that that was kind of an option on the table. Because the the end game was to get out west, get in front of the camera, and that was going to be it. And then I became a father. So how does, how does this perpetuate this cycle of poverty. We thought that the best thing for us to do was to have this child, even though neither one of us were gainfully employed. I was still living in my mom's house. And, you know, so we were, we were 0% financially able to care for another human being, let alone ourselves, (laughs) but uh, certainly not a child. And so I decided to go and get a job, but the only job that I could get at the time was a part-time job. Now, I worked my ass off and got myself to a place where I was slightly better than part-time, but because we were part-time, I had to move into low-income housing. And so I lived in low-income housing for a couple of years and then decided to take on a roommate, like so many people in my particular generation do at this point, we take on a roommate. Even though we had a kid, we still, we still took on a roommate. And it's somebody that I'd known since high school, so it worked out and we lived in that house for a year or two splitting the rent splitting the bills so on it worked out pretty well for the most part and then we moved out of that place and i got myself a job that paid better Uh, I, i i moved through retail jobs pretty quickly Over the course of several years, I worked in several different stores, being promised more money and more hours, and those things were generally delivered. But I was also promised greater promotions, which these are things that were generally not delivered on. See, there's this thing when you're really good in sales where there's this attitude that people think that you'll be able to be regularly promoted. But the fact is that once you hit a certain point, you're more valuable in those areas to the person who's above you below them, not helping them build a team. And I think that that's something that I've experienced pretty frequently. And so I eventually leave the retail world and enter into a warehouse job uh, with the help of a particular friend. And then after a year, it's to the point where that job is just not gonna work out anymore for me. And so I moved back into retail, but then I lost that job. And that was the first time that I had lost a job And that I really didn't have any options. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. I actually ended up moving back in with my mom, even though I had two kids at this point. And so I lived with her for several years while I tried to put my life back together again. And it just, so it goes, you know what I mean? There's things about my mentality toward money that I still don't even know at the time of me recording this, that I could probably in a couple of years come back and maybe I will re-record an episode like this so that I can say, hey, I have some new insight. And looking back on what I did when I was in my 20s and as I entered into my 30s, I can see where certain decisions that I made kept me engrossed in the cycle of poverty. That's entirely plausible. It's not plausible at the moment because I just don't know all of all of those answers. I will say, so here's a hot take that may be a little bit un- unpopular. I will say that there was an opportunity while I was working for a Verizon Wireless Premium retailer. I was overperforming in every metric while I was there. And I they, they changed their commission payout. They used to give you a buffer so that it would uh, protect you against chargebacks if somebody decided to return their phone or cancel their service that you had signed them up with, your your commission check wouldn't be deleted. Uh, you would have a little bit of space to be able to sell some other things in there or so on, so that you wouldn't wind up in the negatives with them, because it was technically commission on draw. They would pay you, you know, 1972 every month, the first paycheck, and it was twice a month, and the first paycheck was half of that, and then the second paycheck was what you made in commission minus the second half of that so if you only made up to that second half of the 1972 or 1792 or whatever it was um then that's what you would make but if you made that that uh that figure and then whatever you made in excess of that you would get that entirety of that so it was kind of like a draw on commission but not really well they decided to move up that pay pay schedule so in one month i received two commission checks so i think i cashed a good somewhere between three and $5,000 worth of paychecks that month, um, just on straight commission. Which was cool, and which was exciting. I didn't realize at the time that they were doing that because they were selling the company. But my point is that I had accrued a tremendous amount of cash, and that's tremendous in my income bracket. If you're sitting on 5Gs when you were only expecting maybe a third of that, that's a lot of money. And that's more than enough money for me to have been able to take that and move out of my mom's house. And I think looking back, it's probably exactly what I should have done. Mom was struggling because of a situation where my one of my siblings was living in the house before I had moved in and during my stay, and that siblings had addiction issues that they struggled with. And so they stole from my mom stole bill money, stole rent money, and mom, as you know, was a waitress. She didn't exactly have a ton of that money put back. And so I continued to perpetuate my own cycle of poverty by staying in that house and helping to pay those bills and putting myself in a position where I felt comfortable enough to frivolously spend that money. And I'll tell you right now, when I realized, when we made the decision that we were going to stay in that house, the choice that I made was to go out and buy a brand new PlayStation. I went out and bought a new PlayStation, some games, some controllers, and I convinced myself, and my significant other played a role in this, that I worked really hard and that I deserve this. And maybe to a certain extent that's true. I'm never going to tell somebody that if the thing that makes them happy is spending their money on something, that's great. But then that same person should, in my opinion, not turn around and complain about their life if, like, they're buying dumb shit. (laughs) Like... That's a whole other conversation. What I'm saying is, in my opinion, this helped to perpetuate the cycle of poverty for myself uh, at that point in my life. I became a father of three around that time, and uh then we were evicted from that house. And I didn't have any options because I had no money saved up because I blew it on a PlayStation and I was paying off a car and that I went out and bought new, even though my credit was fucking garbage, which means I'm currently still paying on like a 20% loan, um, which I'm behind on because we decided to move in with a friend. And then shortly after that, we moved in with that friend, that friend kicks their husband out and decides they're going to get a divorce and decides they're not going to contribute to any bills whatsoever. So I had to pay my, my job at the time was working from home. So I had to pay a back internet bill and then continue to pay the internet bill to be able to do my job and make my money. And then I had to pay the other bills as well. And they just wouldn't contribute to anything. They wouldn't, they had three kids of their own on top of my three kids and I was buying food for everyone out of my pocket. I couldn't let the kids go hungry. And so while it's harsh, maybe what I should have done, you know, in in with hindsight being 2020, is maybe not pay for that food, but demand that some of that was, because I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was helping myself out. I, was, I thought I was helping this person out. And that's to say nothing of the literal thousands of dollars that I had loaned out despite in no way, shape, or form being able to absorb the, the the blow of loaning that money and not having it returned to me. But I continued to do it because I thought it was the right thing to do. And as I'm gonna bring this episode to a close because we're starting to drone on a little bit, there's two points that I wanna make. One is over this point in time, I had become a father of four And because of my partner's illnesses, bad decisions that I made, we were just constantly paycheck to paycheck. And as I touched on earlier, I was forever being told of my potential in these jobs, but it was never really actualized. No one really ever took me under their wing and tried to bring me to a place where I would have been able to make the kind of income that breaks me out. Of this situation because let's be really clear you can make good financial decisions with very little bits of money and those good financial decisions are typically paying your bills on time but when there's nothing left over to invest and there's nothing left over to save the problem is a lack of income and that's something that may not be entirely in your control especially if you don't have an entrepreneurial spirit the other point that I wanted to make was that it's impossible to pour from an empty cup So I think that it is important that when we have enough, that we give to those who don't, whether it's our time, our money, our resources, but I think it is equally important. And I want you to really hear me on this one, that it is up to each individual person to decide how much is enough to a certain extent. And I'll, I'm very confident that I'll be speaking more on my opinion on whether or not anybody on this planet should possess a billion dollars or the fact that to be in the upper 1% of the richest nation in the world, you only have to have an income of $400,000 a year, but still I think should be taxed proportionally in a place that doesn't continue to crush the middle class. We're way off topic here. Friends, thank you for listening. Next time, we're going to talk a little bit about where I'm at today proverbially today, um, as we've already talked on uh, a little bit about uh, my past and and where I was and what led me to here. If you're interested in learning anything more, feel free to shoot me a DM. All of my social media information is going to be located in the show notes. And if you like the show, I'd really appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe, if you would maybe throw me a review in, in whatever platform it is that you're listening to this. And I would really love to connect with you and, and hear your stories about where you're at with this in your life and, and whether or not you feel you're stuck in the cycle of poverty and if you're trying to break yourself out. So uh, thank you again so much for for joining me here and I can't wait to see you next time.